I've been talking a lot out of this book of 2 Chronicles, and I just want to spend just a minute there tonight because there's a story in there that has such a relevant meaning right now. And a lot of people in this room, you probably feel like it might be, uh, it might not be the hurricane that we hear about on uh, TV, but you may be facing a hurricane of a different type. And it might be a storm that has just moved in on top of you, and nobody knows about this. You, you haven't even shared it with anybody. But it, it's, been, it's been tough, and you can't really explain it or put it into words. And when you think about it, it, it just seems to get the best of you, and all you can do is uh, just almost be depressed or cry. But see, God knows what to do, and God knows how to do things. And that's why he sent you here tonight because he wants to help all of us out. And so I want to tell you how God moved in a hurricane of a situation a long time ago with a king by the name of Hezekiah. Hezekiah did all the right things. Now, if I ask you in this building tonight, have you felt like you've been doing the right things a lot, if not everybody in here would say, well, yeah, I feel like I'm doing the right thing. And even when you do the right thing, it seems like the wrong thing happens to show up anyway. But we shouldn't be surprised by this because the Bible tells us in the world we're going to have tribulation. And I just reminded you of that. But, but I, I want to tell you that Satan comes in like a roaring lion and he does this a lot of times by putting things in your mind and creating scenarios that are not even true and real. And he'll do this and he will not let up until you or I buy into it. It can be anything. It can be about our health. It can be about our finances. It can be about our children. It can be about the weather or anything at all. The devil really doesn't care. He just wants something to work concerning you. And so he tried this with a, a king from Assyria by the name of Sennacherib. And what Sennacherib did, he wanted to, he, he wanted to get the territory and the people and the land that, that Hezekiah was, was ruling over. And so what he did... And he had a, uh, a bad, a good but bad track record because he had won a lot of battles. And he had taken out a lot of kingdoms and a lot of kings. And, and so he just thought it was going to be business as usual. And see, a lot of you here tonight, Satan thinks, well, it's just going to be business as usual. I'm going to do what I did to him, her. I'm going I'm to just repeat the same thing I've done to him over and over again. And it works for me like a charm because I don't get any resistance and they don't even see me coming. But Sennacherib thought that he was going to do and get the same kind of results. And so this is what he did. He sent word down to the camp. He didn't go himself. He kind of laid in siege with, with a, a lot of other people with him. And I, I want to think because he was just really scared. And so he sent somebody else to do his dirty work. And, and, and the word that he sent was, don't be fooled. I have taken out every king and kingdom that I have come to. Their gods were not able to save them. And your gods, your God is not going to be able to save you. 
And then he would even take it another step farther and said, by the way, don't let Hezekiah fool you and make you think that it's going to turn out any different for you because you serve uh, another God. In fact, you ought to be kind of leery about old King Hezekiah anyway because he's already come in and what he didn't know, he was testifying about God, but he's already come in. Hezekiah has torn down the high places and Hezekiah has torn down all the altars where he would build and burn incense and, and see, that's the way they would worship false gods back then. And he said, he's already gotten rid of all that. It's like he don't have any help. And then the messenger didn't even uh, stop at that. He, on his own authority, started blaspheming and started provoking God and the people of God and making fun of Hezekiah himself. But let me tell you this. Right here, I want everybody... To, to get something you already know, but you really don't know it, though. And that is, if God is for you, if God is for you, everybody else can go to the house because it's over with. And this is what happened. I'll read you a little bit of the story. And, and so we're at the point where all the toning and all, all of the... Um, just just tantalizing these people and just trying to aggravate them and get them uh, scared and, and, and even just throwing insults to the people that were on the wall kind of watching out the watchmen. This messenger just really thought way too much of himself. And in verse 6 of chapter 32, the Bible tells us what Hezekiah did. And there's a lesson for all of you in this. He says... Then he set military captains over the people and he gathered them together to him in the open square of the city gate and gave them encouragement. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid nor dismayed before the king of Assyria nor before all the multitude that is with him. For there are more with us than with him. You can always bank on that church because God is with you. So you always outnumber the enemy, even if you are the only one in the room. You're not really the only one in the room because God is with you. He's a very present help in our time of need. With him, talking about the king of Assyria, with him, verse 8 says, is an arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. And the people were Strengthened by the words of Hezekiah. And what I want to do right this second, I want to encourage every single one of you in the church right now. Because God, even though he watches us go from a mountaintop down to a valley, and it seems like we stay in the valley a whole lot longer than we stay on the mountain sometime, I want to encourage you. Not nary, you like that? Not nary one of you have been taken out by a valley because you're sitting in this church and you're a testimony to the mercy, the grace, the love, and the protection and God always being there, never changing. God that he is to you. So you can be encouraged tonight. It might be a hurricane you're facing. In fact, you can't even be worried about the hurricane that's 
in the weather forecast because the hurricane of your life is about to do you in. But be encouraged because God is working even when you don't think he's working or you can't see him. And I want to tell you, these people were trusting in the arm of flesh that, that all of uh, Sennacherib seemed to have. It seemed that he just had an arm of flesh that always was able to win. But I'm, I'm telling all of you tonight, it doesn't matter if Satan comes to you with an arm of flesh. You don't have to get caught up and worked up with an arm of flesh. And you don't need an arm of flesh if you're holding on to the hand of God. You don't need an arm if you got a hold of the hand, okay? And that's where these people fail to realize that. They were trusting in what they could do. They could trust in, they were trusting in their chariots. They were trusting in all of the, the armor that they had. But they forgot the person that's holding the hand of God is always one hand up on them. And when you hold on to God's unchanging hand, when you hold on to the hand that won't let you go, then you're always more, the Bible says, than a conqueror. Now, I, I want to tell you that after all of this happened and he encouraged the people, Satan come back onto the scene again, and this is how he does. He'll see you leave a good church service. He'll see that you got a real uh, blessing out of your devotion one morning, or you heard a song, and then he will come back in with more of his threats. Notice, this is all he can do. It's just threaten us. This is, he, he can't force you to do anything. He can't do anything to you because the hand of God is on you. And, and so what he will do, he will try his best to just make you think that this is going to happen or he's going to do this to you. And that's what he did. He didn't stop. He, he kept on and he went all the way to, to Hezekiah and, and he just let him know that his days were over that his God was not going to get him out of this one. He might as well give up and give in. And that's what he's telling a lot of people tonight. And people all over the world, just jump on in. Just sin. It's, it doesn't matter. God's not watching and he doesn't care anyway. What about when he let you down at this incident? And I'm telling you, God has never let you down. When you pray, church, you pray, God, I believe you can open blind eyes. I believe you can heal me. But Lord, I belong to you. And whatever you want to do, I want your will to be done. Because if I get my way, my way might not produce the glory that your will will produce. And this is why Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, prayed this prayer. He said, Father... And it's okay to pray, Lord, let this cup pass for me. If there's any way we can get through this without going through this, God, let it pass. But you've always got to have that Jesus attitude that says, but God, whatever is going to bring about and produce the most glory for you, that's what I want. My, my way may not produce it, but your will will always produce it. And see, it's hard to do that 
when the enemy's yelling at you and when he's reminding you and when he's flashing a piece of paper in front of you or you're sitting in a lawyer's office and you're going through all these things, he will try to block your mind out of the faithfulness of God. But you've got to remember, folks, that you are holding on to God's hand. And a lot of times when you're holding on to God's hand, that's all you have. You don't have eyesight. You can't see where you're going. Your feet are not even touching the ground. You don't know if you're on water or on in the snow or on, on level ground because God won't even let you down long enough to touch ground. He's got you dangling. But the good news is he's got you and Satan tries to block that from you to make you question God and doubt God in his faithfulness. And he tried this with Hezekiah. And that's all he did was try it. If you will go to verse 16... You'll find out a little bit more about this story. Furthermore, the Bible says, his servants spoke against the Lord God and against his servant Hezekiah. And see, this is why you want to stay in good standing with God. I know a lot of people would try to throw me under the bus for that, but what I'm really telling you you want to do like we talked about Sunday. You want to stay holy before the Lord. You want, to, you want to do what you did tonight. You want to be faithful to God. It doesn't matter in everything. You, want to, you just want to be faithful to God because faithfulness leads to holiness. And see, and, and, and people in this world, they can talk smack to you. They can try to do things to you. They can make you feel bad and belittle you and, and, and almost intimidate and threaten you. But I love the assurance that we get out of this scripture right here because the Bible points out that when he came, he wasn't just talking against God, but he was talking against, and God said this, against his servant. And see, there's a passage in Psalms that says, Touch not mine anointed, and don't do any harm to my prophets neither. And you might say, well, I'm not a preacher, or I'm not a prophet. I don't care. You belong to God. You're anointed by God. You are God's property. And when the devil comes to you, I can take you all the way back to the book of Job. He could not even take one thing from Job, let alone put one boil on his body until he got permission from God. Satan can't do anything to you that God's not standing over him, supervising, watching him so he can exalt you and grow you. But he don't tell you that, see. And so he was, he was going not only after God, and when you mess with the apple of God's eye, which is all the people in this building tonight, when you bother God's people, God's got a big problem with this. This is why you don't really have to fight your battle because God is able to do it without you even touching. In fact, I'm going to prove this to you right now. He says, you're not just speaking against the Lord God, but you're speaking against his servant, Hezekiah. And verse 17 goes on to say, he also wrote letters to revile the Lord God of Israel and to speak against him, saying, as the gods of the nations of the other land have not delivered their people from my hand, so the God of Hezekiah will not deliver his people from my hand. Then they called out with a loud voice in Hebrew to the people of Jerusalem who were on the wall, the ones I told you about, to frighten them and trouble them that they might take the city. And they spoke against the God of Jerusalem as against the gods. So see what they were doing? They were doing what 
America and all these other, they, they are putting mine and your God down here with all the other gods of this world. They ain't going to work. It ain't going to work. Ain't the same. Ain't the same. And they were doing this. They were putting him together with them. And, and God didn't take too kindly to that. And then when they called out to them on the wall, they were just making fun of them. And they said, the, against the gods of the people of the earth, the work of men's hand now because of this king Hezekiah and the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, they prayed and they cried out to heaven. Then the Lord sent an angel who cut down every mighty man of valor, every leader and captain in the camp of the king of Assyria, so that he returned shamefaced to his own land. And when he had gone into the temple of his God, speaking of Sennacherib, some of his own offspring struck him down with the sword there. Now what I want to tell you tonight is that Sennacherib didn't see all that when he was saying all the things he was doing when he was throwing all those insults to Jehovah Jireh, my provider. When he was belittling the man of God, the chosen of God, and the people of God. He didn't see all of that that was taking place. But God knows he has made a promise to his children that he will not leave you, church. He will not forsake you, church. In fact, you can't go anywhere. David said this. He said, I can't even get away from God. If I go down to hell, he's there. If I go up to heaven, he's there. If I'm up on a mountaintop, he's there. There is nowhere I can go. I can't even go. The Hebrew boy said, we can't even be thrown into a fire and not find our God there. You can't even be caught in the middle of a hurricane of life situation and not find God there because God did not save you to struggle and to fight your own battles. He just saved you and told you to face them, but he would be the one to fight them. And so, all you have to do tonight is to know that God is for you, regardless of what Satan is saying. God is for you. And I was reading over this scripture earlier this week again, and God reminded me of something uh, back when, when we were growing up, we were in uh, the Boy Scouts, and every year we would go to uh, Albemarle, Camp Barnhart, and one year uh, me and Mackie both worked there, and, and I worked uh, between the pool and down at the, the lake, the waterfront, uh, teaching classes in both of those. But when we first started out as, as Boy Scouts, I don't know, 10 and a half, 11 years old, whatever it was, and went to Barnhart for the first time. On Sunday, you would go and you would, you would um, have to go take the swimmer's test so you could see if you could be a beginner or a swimmer. You could swim in the deep end or not. And what happened was, regardless of how you swam, 
they had two round tags that went on a pegboard, and it had a color on there. And, and what that meant, you could never, ever go swimming without your buddy tag with you. So there would always have to be two tags on the board at all times is just to ensure your safety and to know somebody had your back because you didn't want to go in the pool by yourself and even down at the waterfront. Same thing. You had to have a buddy with you. And see, tonight, a lot of you are going through some things that nobody knows about. I don't even know about them. Not all of them. But God knows about these things. And you're trying your best. You really, you, you really didn't think you are going to come to church tonight. But you came. And God's wanting you to know that your trip was not in vain. And He wants you to know, too, that if you are facing a Sennacherib that's yelling in your ear, that's belittling you, telling you, well, you're a Christian and it's, it's not doing anything for you. It's not doing you one bit of good. Look, God didn't come through for you. Look at what happened since you've been a Christian or since you decided to be involved in this or that. And he's just throwing out all of these threats, putting all this stuff. He's the author of Confusion Church, and that's what he's doing. And this is what God told me that we need to do tonight in this church service. He says every, in fact, I want you to stand up, if you will. He said every person in this room tonight, we need to get a buddy system right here at this altar because you can't get through this by yourself. You, you can't make it by yourself. And, and I tell you what I'll do. I'm willing to be just like when they got all the news, even after they had got the artillery together, all the shields and all this, they still, the prophet Isaiah knew there was only one thing they could do at this point because sometimes the weight and the breath of Satan get so heavy on us, all we can do is just, is just sit there and take it and we think we've got a plan, we've got it made, we've done all this, but it still gets almost more than we can bear. And so we have to do exactly what Hezekiah did and what Isaiah both of them got together, and the Bible says they prayed. And when two of them got together and prayed, God responded with a mighty slaughter, and he saved them, and he blessed them. And tonight, I'm telling you, with whatever you have or somebody you know has, I'm willing to be your Isaiah tonight if you're willing to be my Hezekiah tonight. So I want to know how many people will meet Isaiah at this altar right now and let's take every single need that's represented in this building before God and this right here is how we fight our battles we come together at the altar of God together and we pray you want to pray church come on and let's pray hallelujah hallelujah Hallelujah, God, we come to you in the name of Jesus. And if there's somebody close by that you can put your hand on their, their shoulder or grab their hand to make a point of connection, God, this is how I'm going to fight this battle. I've got me a prayer partner. We're going to pray about this. 
We're going to keep trusting you, God. We're going to keep believing you, God. We're going to keep lifting you up, oh God. We're going to take, hallelujah, Lord. We're going to take the horns of the altar together right now. And we're going to pray, hallelujah, because we know you're faithful. But I'm surrounded by you. Yes, I am. I'm surrounded by you. God is faithful. I'm surrounded by you. Hallelujah. Let him hear you tonight. Let him hear you, God. You've had to listen to the loud mouth of the devil long enough. Let God hear you. Let, devil, let the devil hear you take it to God. It might not be your need. It might be, might be Hezekiah beside you. This is how I fight my battles. Hallelujah. This is how we fight. Hallelujah. Glory. This is how I fight my battles. 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 What we're doing tonight. This is how I fight my battles. It's when you think you're lost. Hallelujah. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Hey. It may look, look like I'm, I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Hallelujah. Begin, begin to declare that tonight. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you, Lord. Tell him. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. Hallelujah. It is, God. I'm surrounded by you. Tell him. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look 
like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Come on, church, let's tell him. This is how I fight my battles. Lift your voice. Hallelujah, yes. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Let him hear you. Hallelujah. Let's make hell mad. Let him hear your voice tonight. You don't owe the devil anything. Let him hear you praise your God. He don't have the last word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, this is how I fight my battle. This is how I fight my battle. This is how I fight my battle. I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Hallelujah. Glory to your faithful name, O oh God. You're worthy of all the praise. This is how we fight. This is how we fight our battles. Hallelujah. This is how we fight our battles. Come on, let's, let's sing that one time, church. This is how I fight. This is how we fight our battles. This is how Fight my battles. And remember this. Tomorrow, Friday, Saturday, this is how I fight my battles. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Say that. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded. This is how I fight my battles. Come on, lift it up. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. Come on again. Oh, this is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I... It may look like... Here we go. Hallelujah. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. 
It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you again, oh Lord. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded. We got to declare that again. It may look like, it may look like I'm surrounded. by you it may look like I'm surrounded but I'm surrounded by you it may look like I'm surrounded but I'm this is how I fight my battle 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 this is how I fight my battle. This is how I fight my battle. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my. It may look like. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Hallelujah. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded. This is how, this is how I... how I fight my battle. This is 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 how I fight my battle. I want to tell you, I don't know what it looks like all the way around the people in this church tonight. But hallelujah, I know what it looks like from heaven. It looks like you're surrounded by the presence and the peace and the power of God and the protection of God. I know that might be green and yellow and red on every map you look at. And the hole might seem like it's bigger than your TV. But you're surrounded by a God that loves you and a God that can't fail. And he's going to take care of you. He's faithful. He's faithful. And I, you know what? All I got to do is grab a hold of me. You just get you a, get you a good old Isaiah. Get you, a, get you a hand of a Hezekiah. And say, the Bible says, if two or more agree, two or more, two or more agree on anything, that's all it takes. That's all it takes. Two or more. Hallelujah. God, we love you tonight. If there's an unbeliever in the house, all you have to do is say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I want to be saved. I can't go out of this building with the storms of life all over me. And I got to be saved. God, heal.